For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the WRL Daily Download. I'm Jack Hagel. North Carolina has an open U.S. Senate seat. The leaders are Democrat Sherry Beasley and Republican Ted Budd. And in a state almost evenly split between Republican, Democratic, and unaffiliated voters, it's anyone's guess who will win out. WRL state government reporter Travis Fain has been following the race closely, and he's here to tell us where things stand. Travis, welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me again. For those who haven't been following the race, set the scene. Who are the candidates? What seat are they chasing? And who has the edge? Yeah, like you said, it's an open seat. So current U.S. Senator Richard Burr, he's a Republican. He's retiring, not running for re-election. So we've got uh, former Chief Justice of the State Supreme Court, Sherry Beasley. She is the Democrat in the race. The Republican is Congressman Ted Budd, who I think has served about six years uh, in Congress from the Greensboro area. There's also a Libertarian in the race. There's a Green Party candidate in the race. They have never polled uh, at any sort of level. That they, I mean, this is essentially a two-person race uh, to to win this Senate seat, which is hugely important, not just you know for who's representing people here, but for control of the United States Senate. That's right. Yeah. So this has uh, more to do uh, than just state representation, right? There's national eyes on this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, there's only 100 seats in the United States Senate. It's pretty much evenly divided right now. In fact, I mean, the Vice President Harris is the tie-breaking vote. So every seat counts. I, it seems based on the spending and uh, the way the attention has been that this seat is less important to Democrats than it is to Republicans, as both sides kind of try to jockey for full control of the Senate. Uh, but look, it, like you said, we don't know who's going to win this thing. And there are a handful of Senate races uh, that are really in play in the United States this this year, and we're one of them. So given their backgrounds, uh, comparing these candidates is probably a little bit harder than other races where you might have two lawmakers uh, running against each other where they have a voting record. Um, How can voters sort of compare these two? It's kind of like comparing apples and oranges, but but there's got to be a way to do it. So what we did, we asked each campaign to give us a list, three to five things uh, for Congressman Bud, votes that he was proud of, votes that he took in the U.S. Congress that he was proud of. And then we asked the Beasley folk, all right, give us give us three to five votes that Bud took that you think people should focus on. So not things that uh, he would necessarily be proud of, but like what, what the Beasley campaign wants us to look at. And then we flipped it and we said, all right, Beasley campaign, give us three to five uh, cases where uh, you were very proud of the decision you came to as a member of the Supreme Court or when you were an attorney, if there was a client a case you were particularly proud of. And then, of course, flipped it for the Bud folks and said, give us three to five uh, things on Beasley's record you don't like. So, I mean, that's kind of a lot of rigmarole there. But it helps them. A lot of this stuff is going to be stuff that you've seen in campaign commercials. And it just helps us narrow the window of what we're going to analyze uh, as far as their records. So, very broadly, what did you find out? What are these candidates running on? And uh, what are their key issues? And what, what do voters get if they win? So at a high level, you know, the Bud is trying to paint Beasley as soft on crime, uh, as a rubber stamp for the Biden agenda, uh, President Joe Biden, as bad for the economy. Uh, kind of a lot of the things that you would see any Republican say about any Democrat, Democrat right now. 
Beasley will say, hey, look, Ted Budd has been in Congress six years, so all the things that he's complaining about, maybe he should have tried to address them uh, prior to now. Uh, she will argue that he votes against the average North Carolinian's interest uh, and in favor of wealthier corporations instead. Uh, and then when you look at what they were most proud of, the things that they listed, you know, the, the number one for Beasley on the list that she gave us, she says that uh, more than 98% of her rulings as a judge were upheld uh, by the higher court, higher courts, you know, obviously judges. She was not always a Supreme Court justice. She moved up through the ranks. And then uh, with Bud, his number one thing on his list was that, uh, that he voted for the Trump tax cuts, which was in 2017. Those were business tax cuts primarily, but also had quite a bit of personal income tax uh, relief, uh, lower lower rates for personal income taxes at the federal level. I asked him, uh, would you pr- make permanent the income tax cuts in that 2017 Trump tax cut package? And he said yes. Uh, he also is proud that he supported the, the USMC a deal, that's the, the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade deal. It's fairly complicated, but that's one of the things he pointed to. So I, a lot of the way they're defining themselves is by saying what the other person is. But there are some things, if you, if you push them a little bit, you can get them to say about themselves. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear a little bit more about where Beasley and Bud stand on the issues and what they're doing to win voters as they enter the home stretch. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to the WRL Daily Download. We're talking with WRL state government reporter Travis Fain about the race for North Carolina's open U.S. Senate seat. Travis, you recently took part in an episode of On the Record uh, about the race. Uh, tell us about those interviews. It was interesting. You know, my, my colleague Laura Leslie handled the interview uh, with uh, former Justice Beasley. I handled, handled Congressman Bud. Uh, and you know, I found him... The, the knock on him as, as this race kind of started was that he was media shy uh, and maybe that he wasn't so good at interviews. I, I, I found that he answered most of my questions, maybe not yes or no. We don't really expect that a lot of times from politicians. But I felt like if you watch this interview, you will know a lot more about Ted Budd and, and, and that it was a good interview. He didn't try to filibuster me as some people do. Uh, we talked about the economy, inflation, immigration. Uh, January 6th, he was one of the the Congress uh, members of Congress that voted against certifying elections in a couple of states, uh, even after the attack on the Capitol January 6th. We talked about energy policy. He's an all-of-the-above guy uh, with a particular kind of focus, I would say, on increasing drilling, kind of you might hear Republicans call it, you know, unleashing American energy. I, when we talked about what would you do on inflation, uh, most of his answer was about increasing energy, making that easier to produce here in the United States. Abortion is also a very big issue this election cycle. 
Where do the candidates stand on that? So Beasley has said repeatedly that she wants to codify Roe versus Wade. You know, now what that means, it's a little bit of a moving target, but it's not much of one. I mean, the, the way Roe, the structure of it was that abortion could be uh, made illegal by the states after after viability of the child. So when, when, once the, 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 the fetus or the child in the womb is viable, which is, you know, 22 weeks, 24 weeks. I've read that back when, when the Roe versus Wade decision came down, it was 28 weeks. Obviously, we've gotten better uh, with the medical technology so that, 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 that children that come out earlier can, can survive. So look, bottom line, codify Roe v. Wade. That's what Sherry Beasley wants. Ted Budd, he has signed on to a bill in Congress that would essentially make abortion illegal except in cases with medical emergencies after 15 weeks. He has pushed previously, though, it said he would push back to conception. And he's, he's fairly open about that. He says, look, I'm pro-life, 100% pro-life. Uh, so I, I, I think it's probably reasonable when, when Beasley and others say, if you elect him, this is a vote to really restrict abortion, even though uh, politically, I, I don't know that it would go much beyond 15 weeks. Although it depends on a lot more things than just the North Carolina Senate race there. You know, another subplot of this race has been uh, who can be the law and order candidate. You know, one might think that uh, that Sherry Beasley, considering her role as a former chief justice, would would sort of easily grab that. But but Bud has gotten some key endorsements. And uh, and so there's there's been a little bit of battle there. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Multiple law enforcement organizations in North Carolina have endorsed uh, uh, Congressman Bud in this race. Uh, Beasley is not kind of she's not conceding the the, the, the law enforcement issue. She pushes back a lot on this idea that she's soft on crime, uh, which is something the Bud campaign is trying to hit like a drumbeat. And I, and I mean, look, it, Supreme Court cases are complicated. You're you're making law essentially through your decision for the entirety of the state. So when people cherry pick, oh, well, this one criminal was able to not have to uh, wear a GPS monitoring device because of this case. Well, the case wasn't really about, if you've, you've seen these commercials, I imagine, the case wasn't really about just this one person. It was about what is the appropriate level of monitoring for people on the sex offenders list. But it, I, there is so little, I think, that we do about crime at the federal level. It is such a local and state issue uh, but you see it does rise to the top when, when crime is on the upswing or people have the perception that's, that it's on the upswing, and I think it probably is on the upswing right now. And a lot of it is about rhetoric and tone and this Republican argument that Democrats have not properly supported law enforcement. Uh, and, of course, Democrats will say, well, law enforcement is not always right. And, of course, law enforcement isn't always right. We've seen that time and time again. So that's, that, that, there's this core battle, for lack of a better word, in our country about how the best way is to support law enforcement and what it means to properly do that. So as we come into the home stretch, these candidates are now starting to get a lot more attention. We're seeing some big names come to the triangle. Last week we saw a few. Can you tell us about who's coming, who's stumping for whom, and, uh, and, and whether or not that's going to have any differences? And is that, is that unique? Well, Dave Matthews uh, of, of, of the Dave Matthews Band was in town for uh, Sherry Beasley last week. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz, obviously a prominent Texas Republican, uh, he was in town for Ted Budd. Maybe the biggest news, though, was that uh, former President Barack Obama uh, endorsed Beasley last week. Now, I don't know that that's going to translate to a visit, but I think that would be a, that would be a sign that, that Democrats see an opening there. 
that to, to, to drive turnout. Cause that's what these visits are about, right? You're not bringing Ted Cruz to town because there is an undecided voter somewhere who's going to be like, Oh man, well, if Ted Cruz says that Ted Bud's a good guy, you know, maybe I haven't thought hard enough about this. It's about getting things out there, getting your name out there and kind of increasing that energy on your side for your base. For Beasley, can Obama's name be a bigger draw than say president Biden? I think so. I think I, I, Obama, look, when you get out of office as a, as a, as a president, the, the, the thing you do about three months later is get more popular, uh, usually. And so that helps. And I mean, he, he, Obama is somewhat connected to the economy, but not like a Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. You know, it's when you're in charge, everything that goes wrong is your fault. And so I think that's probably why, uh, Beasley has kind of avoided, uh, Biden doesn't, doesn't really seem to want him to, to come visit. Uh, doesn't really. I mean, when look, when your opponent is saying you'll be a rubber stamp for him, you don't really want to bring the man uh, to North Carolina. But I would think an Obama visit would be would be huge. I have no information that it's going to happen. Uh, but I, if it does happen, I think that tells you something. And I also wonder, would that support from Obama for Beasley in any way help Bud? I think a lot of things are pretty well baked in at this point. Uh, you know, by, by the end of, uh, this, this weekend that we've just had, I bet there'll have been what 1.5 million people who voted maybe 1 million early voting. We'll have another week and a week to go or so. Most people early vote. Most people who are going to vote in this election will have voted before election day. So the decisions have by and large been made. Now, if it's a very close election, those last few undecided voters, they make a big difference, but if it's not, then, you know, they, again, the cake, the cake is largely baked. Well, we'll find out if any of that has helped uh, come Election Day. And I know you'll be watching closely. Thanks, Travis. Yep. Thank you. That's WRL state government reporter Travis Fain. To see his latest coverage of the state's U.S. Senate race and to watch our related episode of On the Record, visit WRL.com. Thanks for listening to the WRL Daily Download. You can also listen to entire WRL newscasts in podcast form. Find WRL newscasts in your podcast app. The feed is updated with new newscasts multiple times per day. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.